Um, yeah. JJ okay. and I never know the episode. Um, do, is there any possibility you know what episode we're on today? Uh, no. There's no chance. So you've got your host here, LeBron Palmer. At some point, I think I might need to just start using my government name. Because I was on Fox 26 on last week, and the lady was like, why did your parents name you LeBronald? And I was like, why would you think that that's <laughs> For my the actual first, name? Like, year or two, I didn't know. That's like weird. I, I couldn't remember his real name. I just went by LeBronald. <laughs> yeah. Why would someone think Instagram that's my was? actual name? You know, so um, to, to that point, I might have to start using my government. But we also have with us today. Uh, JJ Wood. And we have a, a, a special guest. Um, this is the celebrity of the, the show today for sure. Uh, please introduce yourself to the audience. Well, I, well, I appreciate that introduction. Uh, James Larkin, and I'm happy to be here. Today By far the celebrity. You're not doing enough justice. Right. Tell everybody about yourself and all that good stuff before we get going. Oh, wow. So uh, let's just go golf game, right? I, I've been uh, I've been teaching and, and in the industry for, for a long time now. I specialize in kind of long-term athletic development, which is, uh, which is taking an athlete from a very young age, <clears throat> all the way up through the cycle of learning to compete, competing, and then into their 20s, and then obviously having a career, and then post-career of coaching. So it's just kind of the whole spectrum of, uh, of very young youth all the way to where they would retire from competing into coaching. And, and in that, um, what success have you found? And we're going we're gonna to talk to you more in detail at the end as we start doing some tips. But for you, do you think it makes the most sense to take someone from a young age to pro? Or is it easier getting someone who's already got some skills developed? You know, I, I, think, I think there's two sides of the spectrum, right? There's the recreational golfer. And then there's the uh, I want to be an elite golfer. So you, first, you want to find out what side the person really wants to be on. Um, and obviously, if they're younger, parent influence has a lot to do with that. Without question. Right. And yeah. so as you go throughout that, um, you, you never know where somebody's going to end up. Right. But with with kids specifically, the last thing you want to do is you want, you don't want to coach them like an adult. Right. It's like a kid playing, learning how to play baseball. You wouldn't give them a glove and start throwing fastballs at them. Right. It starts at a young age. Let's. Let's try to catch a balloon. Let's let's get some hand-eye coordination. And you would do the same thing with golf. And then through that, you'd start to see the development of skills and, and movement abilities. And, and then you can kind of steer them along the path. And, and hopefully, hopefully you end up on the left side, the, the high performance side, the elite side, and, and you can push it and see how far you can go. So you think I'm doing wrong um, giving my eight-year-old um, eight irons out of heavy rough to get prepared to play <laughs> golf because that's what I, yeah. I've been doing. So <laughs> not at throw, all. They not throw all. the ball down wherever his ball is <laughs> in the weeds or the so, bunker. So they get a lot of it. they get a lot of work out of the rough. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Okay. So JJ, some news. Um, we got a. We're in a new location right now. Oh yeah, I got a new hat on. Uh, you got a new hat on. Can you please tell the people what's been forward. going on in the background? Some things that have been happening, and also some changes that'll potentially happen to the podcast as well. Uh, so me and James uh, have been working a while now, I guess, on some player development stuff. And Hal Sutton, the legendary Hal Sutton, uh, approached me about a month ago about forming a team and coming together at his location, which is like a five-star resort compared to my, you know, indoor. I've you did a great job at your indoor, though. Yeah, right? I mean, let's be honest. I, became, I had to become a handyman. You did. I did as much construction work as I did uh, <laughs> teaching, probably. But uh, 
So yeah, so we're partnering with Al Sutton, and I'm excited because to be around a great mind in the game like that, it doesn't come you know around very often. And I was lucky in college to be around a coach that you know was had a dad that was a, a major winner, and now I get a be a partner with a uh, golf academy. Yeah, so uh, partner with one of the legends that's won a major and two players. So yeah, so the yeah. golf academy that could and the little podcast that could is now expanding into new horizons. It is, and we got a, an important name to go with it. Now. Isn't that so weird? Here, like, yeah. Isn't that weird how things happen? I remember when um, JJ and I like even talked about that idea back at the Wildcat days. The Wildcat. And then um, I bought a studio. We started doing it there some. And then I would come up to Northgate, and then now it looks like we'll have multiple places to shoot golf content, and that's yeah. great. That is great. Yep. So we got, I mean, here we, I, I try to have all the resources for players to get better and know how to use those resources efficiently. But uh, here we have even more resources. Agreed. Agreed. So, and you have, you know, how that's around that can give his insight that you can't read in a textbook that makes you, huh. Absolutely. And that's, to be around that is priceless. So. Now, both of you, though, have both played pro events. So my question is, what's the gap between what Hal had, now granted we know he's won majors, all of that, but what makes that difference for that level? Because y'all yeah. are great golfers also. Personally, well, I think it's mental. Well, I was I just going to say, he told okay. us a few stories about going down the stretch against Tiger, and I didn't know, you know, I was before even I was born, and I'm used to being the old guy these days, but now I'm the young guy. But I'm the old guy yeah, here. You're, you're, besides you. <laughs> I well, might be the oldest, oldest besides Hal. Now, yeah, now I'm be back to being the youngest again. Yeah, so back to being the youngest. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, in 1983, when he won that PGA Championship, he had to stare down Jack Nicholas yeah, at the end. that's a fact. And everybody knows how, well, maybe, you know, the avid golfer knows him more than be the right club, but when he beat Tiger in 2000, mm -hmm. uh, but the stories he told us, you know, the conversations with Tiger, the mind games. I mean, what he was able to do to Tiger in his prime, best year of his career. Tiger's, you know, 23 years old. You're right. You know, and him to go head to head and take him down and take Jack Nicholas down and the mindset and what the conversations he Absolutely. had with Tiger when Tiger's trying to intimidate him and then beat him. It gives me chills even yeah. talking oh, about it because there he might be the only person that stare down the two best, arguably, in the game. Absolutely. You, you can Definitely. debate who's better, those two, but those are the two those best. Those are the two ever, best. Yeah, question. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he was able to experience taking them both down, you know, one time. Yeah. But he's got 14 PGA Tour wins, uh, Ryder Cup captain. I mean, it's crazy. Three yeah. Ryder Cups. What do you think, Jay? Yeah, a absolutely. I think, I think some of his wealth of knowledge and, and mental strength comes from the fact that he played in those two eras. He played in, he played with, you know, the Arnold Palmers, the Jack Nicholas's, Raymond Floyd's, those guys. And then he got to play with Phil Mickelson's, Tiger Woods, and those guys. So he got to watch the game in itself change from finding fairways to really the, the bombers hit it anywhere, wedge it in close. And I mean, the, the story that he talks about when he talks about beating Jack and then he talks about beating Tiger, you can hear the difference in the game that was played, right? He, mm. he knew that he had to be, three shots up going into hole 16 with Tiger. Right. Because he, he knew Tiger was yeah. going to get there too and probably eagle. And yes. he hit it too low so he couldn't hold the green. Yeah, so, so he knew yeah. he was going to be laying up. Even if he makes par, he knows that they have to play 17 and 18 together where it's a different story with Jack, right? Jack, they're playing the same game. Um, so it, that part of it, 
is really cool. And I think that's where his mental strength comes from. And then, you know, the knowledge that we get being around him on a, on a daily basis. Is it's unreal. all, yeah, it not only makes us better coaches, but the players hopefully too. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. helps, our, helps us, you know, help our players. Because, I mean, it's just, it's stuff you can't learn in a textbook. No, you cannot. So. And guess what? I, I would imagine that um, you all will get a chance to see how um, as a part of what we're doing with the podcast as well. So some of these stories that you all have been privy to, I would imagine we'll have a story time segment. Yep. <laughs> I would I imagine we will. So, yep. so let's let's get into a few little golf news things. We want to give you all a podcast today as we knew things were transitioning, some changes. The biggest transition and change in the world of golf over this previous year has been Live Golf versus PGA Tour. Um, the Live Golf players were just recently um, overseas getting a lot of flack from the PGA Tour players about world champion or no um, world, world, golf world golf ranking points. I want to know where y'all stand as pros. Is a 54-hole event worth world ranking points even with them having probably top 20 in the world playing in that series? I would say, I mean, I understand the 72-hole. That's how it's always been. That's always and that's been. why they keep saying it's got to be 72 holes. But Liv is doing a modernized thing. So I don't know if it has to be 72 holes. I think three rounds is is enough to determine the best player that week. Were there um, were there world ranking points given out to the one hole the the one tournament that was played over in um, in England? Well, the, the was rules, cut to fifty four holes. Well, they yeah. had, I think Adam yes. Scott won a tournament years back with thirty six holes. Yes, yeah. world ranking points were given. So, for sure. you know, I haven't thought about it much, but I think fifty four holes is fine. College events are fifty four holes. Um, I, I think, yeah, I mean, I. I think if you're looking at the world ranking points. I would say majors maybe need to be four rounds. Right. Absolutely. The, I, but I could see regular tour events being 54 holes. Okay. Absolutely. I think Champions Tour is doing very well with, with 54 holes. I, I think I think players actually enjoy that. That gives them a little bit more time to maybe spend at home after the event before they head back out on the road for the next event. I think that's well, one of the draws for Liv. And, for and, the 54 I, tour. and I think it's a different strategy too, because you know, for those first, you're kind of treading water, like in tournament golf, you know, you're kind of feeling it out the first round-ish. Without know? question, yeah. And, but yeah. it kind of gives you a sense of urgency sooner. So may, maybe that will lead to more exciting golf, you know, earlier in the tournament. Let's get just actual thoughts then. Live golf in general. James, what do you, what do you is, is this a disruptor or is Don't this a problem that Greg Norman is just <laughs> making for the PGA Tour? So I think every professional athlete is a professional athlete, obviously, to try to win trophies, but they're also professional because they're making money. So I, I, I think you go where the money is. At the end of the day, I, I don't but, know. But well, what kind of person are you, James? But are you I, well, <laughs> well, but maybe but he's I, not on our team anymore. But I will say this, though: I, I think that it has an opportunity to maybe be welcomed and be a big part of golf if you were to do something like no world ranking points while you're playing on on the 54 tour. You can only accrue them on the PGA tour and the DP tour. Then once you get into that top 50. Whoever hasn't played well in the 54 tour drops out and drops back to their tour. And then it kind of becomes a So you're saying the PGA tour turns into like a corn fairy tour? Well, I mean, if they're only playing once a month, if you can make the 54 tour play once or twice a month and make that almost the pinnacle of where you want to get to, because obviously 
that's where the most money is. Until the money is matched on the other tours, which it won't. That's be where the players are going to end up. The Sonics are going to outbid them. So, so you're saying <laughs> it's almost like a relegation, like they do with World Cup for soccer. Yeah. So you've got the Premier League. Correct. If you don't make the Premier League, then you're in um, second, you know, group, third group. Potentially, those smaller countries I, are always trying to make it to I, the World Cup. Absolutely. Okay. I think okay. that could work, but at the end of the day. You've got the history of the PGA Tour, and, and at the end, that's what 54 is going up against, right? And so when you look at that history and you look at the, what the meaning behind the tri- – you look at the meaning behind the, the Players' Championship trophy that we just talked about. I mean, mm. you've had guys, Tiger, you know, uh, Hale. You've had players from around the world win that trophy. To make that trophy less meaningful – would be a very, very tough Agreed. pill to swallow. Agreed. They Agreed. need to figure something out soon because, I mean, not having all the best players in golf, it's hurting the game, you know. It's, it's not, definitely hurting Both the game. tours aren't as exciting to watch. Absolutely. You know? yeah, so the, they need to – and I think Greg Norman originally was the person who originally had the idea for the World Golf Championships, right? Correct. So I would – I could see like the live being like the World Golf Championships and, you know, hopefully they can come to some sort of alliance. You know, that makes a lot of sense because then it's really an invitational like they say it is. Yeah. Because they're only inviting a certain number of people. They're not having a Q school. Exactly. They've talked about it because I think that's one of the criteria is to get the World Golf ranking points. But But they're still getting the best players at the college. One spot at the deal, you know? They're still getting the best players at the college. We talked about it before we turned on the camera. Oklahoma State, um, number two player in the college, signs with live. And wins. And wins. wins. Four million dollars yesterday. So think about about his route that he would have had to take for the PGA Tour. It would have been... Corn Ferry for a year. And I don't understand why they're trying... Like, the Corn Ferry Tour is never going to be a big revenue generator. But you I don't know? think they're but, doing it. I feel like, like after... Was Ricky Fowler's class kind of the last that could go... And make money to immediately. And then yeah. get a tour uh, card? Yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, making those... I just don't... I don't see why those guys have to go to Corn Ferry. Yeah. How, like, how many players than, play in a in a 54 event how many, how many players it's still, it's still 48 so your odds of winning are great are, are much higher <laughs> but, than, but you they have a i mean the they've got great a players though. now oh i, I agree and but, i don't think brooks kepka is old i mean what is he 31 but i do Belfers think they're probably like 35 but he and has JJ, but i'm saying those guys that they're acting like are on their way out like dustin Johnson, they're not on their way they're not but on, you can definitely attest to this if you're not playing on a weekly basis and pr- in tournament play, your skills diminish in tournaments. So I do think that that field is going to get weaker hmm. as hmm. they continue I to think stay that on that. Depends tour. on the player though, too. Like, cause so, like for example, when I was in college and we play like four weeks in a row, I noticed like week three and four, I would get sh- like my game was starting to go down because I didn't have right. time to work Fatigue. on it. Yeah, but well, you could take a week off and then get back. So that's two weeks. Week off, two weeks, week off. I mean, that, yeah, that those gets gaps periodization, hurt. and you can yeah. do that. I think if you're only playing in a tournament once or twice a month, I mean, I know playing in section events, yeah. It, yeah. it's it's like, okay, I got to gear myself up for a while yeah. just to Well, just yeah, to I'll play in anything like a money game. Just There's ramp-ups you have We have do. like yeah. two months, and be, right. a month and a half, right? right? But I think the one thing Liv really needs to do, because I, I like their concept, but 
no one understands the team thing. Like they'll you have figure different that out. Players I, on different yeah. teams. Like I think that's, that's the hardest how, part. Yeah, they'll, but they'll figure that I don't out think, because I, I don't think. It, well, maybe get, just follow, follow college golf. Like, but you, you know. have to at least at the beginning and live as this is where they're at. They've still got rotating groups of the forty-eight. Once right. they determine these are our 48 for a year, then the team thing will make sense to all of us mm-hmm. because there won't be any changes. Because right now, one time, Kepka is a captain and it's him and his brother. Then the next time, it's DJ's the captain and Kepka's on. Like, it's, it's weird. Right. So once they figure out that these are our 48, we know we're going with them for a year. There's no other invitations made. Then that's when the, the have y'all watched work. the fifty four event? I have. Yeah, Definitely. I watched. I watched on YouTube. I, yeah, I haven't watched yep. one. No, it's actually like pretty it. slick like, production. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't like their leaderboard really, but maybe it's just a different culture. It, it, your type. eyes are yeah, yeah I get trained. I'm, I'm like, or yeah. maybe I'm just trained to look at it a certain way. But, but their video footage is better than the PGA Tour it, already. I, I think it's, <laughs> is that because I think there's not a lot of people out there and they can get everywhere with cameras. They have every camera and they do the um, what's that called where you shot tracer almost okay. every shot. Yeah, like every shot. Okay, so that helps. Yeah. I think that has to do. And with I think access. there's a lot more yeah, fan involvement. There's more exciting stuff. I mean, there going are people on. chugging beers. Yeah. Uh, it's more <laughs> like a sport. I have gotten into the back off challenge that I've seen. Have y'all seen the back off? Challenge? No. What is that? What is that? Reels. It's where they're on a par three or they're standing over a shot, and then there's a group of guys talking as much smack as possible. Oh, we got to the that. player yeah. trying to get them to back off. We've yeah. got to do and that. It's, it's awesome. We're, I saw one with Ian Poulter. And I, I don't remember everything that was said, but it was great. And then Ian Poulter, he made a comment and then hit the shot and then just turned and looked. Ball lands five feet from the pin. He goes, I'm not good. When are we it doing was, the backoff challenge? When are we doing it? When are <laughs> we we, got, doing it? we, we can got, do it on this putt view right well, here. Yeah, right we here. got it. We need Absolutely. to so be prepared for us to do that here. You may even see some content out um, this week. All right, before we wrap, um, people are going into the fall, a little cooler weather. Um, you don't have to be, at least in Houston, you don't have to worry about sweating immediately as soon as you get out of your car before you get to the range. Other parts of the country, we know where you guys listen or watch us at. You already may be cold. What is one recommendation? JJ, we've heard from you a number of times, so we'll go to our um, new correspondent. What's a recommendation you would give someone for some inside golf that'll be happening here soon? Oh, definitely pivot drill. Okay. Arms cross shoulders, set up in golf posture, make a backswing, and then rotate through. I think... I think the more you work on your balance and your pivot and posture, the better you're going to hit the ball. And that's one thing Hal did tell us, which I think we both, we just didn't really think about it. But without balance, you have nothing. So right. that's the number one, you know, absolutely skill that you need to have in your golf swing okay. before anything else. Yeah, I think I think the body is the engine, the arms are steering wheel. Well, yeah, you work the, on that pivot. This will start to steer it the way you need it. And okay. my only recommendation would be to learn, like, know what a correct pivot is. Oh, absolutely. I, usually with a new student, it's like three or four or five corrections before they actually get you know, the right motion. So Yeah, ribcage rotation around the spine. The more you can practice that at home, in posture, in front of a mirror, so you can see the way you're moving, the better. So so explain, wh- why the mirror then? Because what, what are you we doing? Back, make sure you're doing it right. Yeah, but we, what if you're doing it wrong, even in the mirror? Well, like, how will we know? That's your coach. Your okay, coach okay, should okay. show you this is the proper movement. This is how you're going to move. So we learned three ways. And we have a new app coming out that will help you. <laughs> well, we learned audibly, <laughs> visibly, and uh, kinesthetically yeah, right, yeah. by moving. Yep. Audibly, we only learned 5% through through hearing. So the rest of it is by seeing and by feeling. Um, so once your coach shows you or once you look at video and you're like, okay, this is the way my body should move without my arms, then you can actually sit in the mirror and you can you can put in the work and make sure that you're moving that way. Nice. Um, nice. That way you're seeing it. And then 
close your eyes and do it. And then when you get out to the driving Closing range. Close your eyes, that's really testing. Yeah, yeah. You know. yeah. And then I got a little tip for everybody as well um, before we wrap. When it's getting a little cooler, switch to scotch. There's a scotch <laughs> called Port Charlotte. I encourage everyone to go find that. I'm sure it's like a Total Wine or et cetera. Incredible. It is great for when you're shooting 98. And you won't be mad at yourself when you leave the golf course. So, nope. anything else before we leave? No, that, that was good enough for me. Yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs> That's episode whatever of um, to be named later. Golf Thanks for having me on podcast. Is that what we were? Well, we yeah, <laughs> to be named later um, as changes are happening. We appreciate y'all joining us. Um, we'll talk to you later.